podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Matt Lenehan, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store. Delighted to be joined by Josh Warrington. Josh, not seeing you since fight night. Obviously, you've had a lot of time to reflect, look back. Seen quite a few videos flying back and forth. But before we get into any of that, how things are, are we? Yeah, good. Good. We're all, uh, we're all good. Um, been back in the gym recently. Um, had a fair few weeks off, sulking, crying, moping about, uh, eating, making cheesecakes. But, yeah, good to get back into the gym and uh, just let the arms flow, let some liver flow. Well, look, let's not go over what was in quite a few people's eyes a bit of controversy towards the end and things that happened in the fight. I think you've, we've sort of all done that to death a little bit now. And yes. Everybody everybody knows. But let's talk about your actual performance because I think it was sort of a bit overshadowed by, obviously, how the fight ended. Um, said to your dad there, look, you were, a lot of people wrote you off going into it, apart from certain people, in your, obviously everyone in your team, people who knew how hard you were working. Um, and you showed up on the night and you were winning the fight, dominating the fight, if we're honest. Although you didn't get the, the victory and the belt, is there not a party that looks back and goes, you know what, I've still, I'm, I prove I'm still at this level kind of thing and that you've got plenty left in the tank at, what, 32? 33 now. Sorry, 33. 33 was my birthday the other day. Um, no, you know what? Um, yes and no. Um, no, because I knew in the gym... I had been saying all throughout the year since the Lopez fight that I'm still got it and mentally going into the Lopez fight, I was in a bit of a bad place up there and uh, that was just one bad night where I started slow and people were going off that. Josh, mate, you didn't look the same, mate. Wow, you need time, you've got enough money, mate. You need time, you call it a day, you know. You've given us some good memories. I'm like, listen, lads, there's plenty left in the tank. There's plenty left and, you know, the lads who I'm training with and my spying partners will say, but yeah, you're sharp and I just needed to confirm that and um, I knew all the way throughout camp you know that I had boxing ability to outbox Lee outfight him if I needed to um, and my confidence throughout camp never dropped sometimes you get near to a fight and you start thinking actually you know, you can go, you can, you can sign a fight and think, yeah, I'm going to smash this guy up. Naturally, isn't it, though? You yeah, have your highs and your lows yeah. and good days and bad days. Yeah. But you might finish a bad sparring session and you might think, actually, fucking hell. And then you might see a clip of a, the fight as it close get, closer it gets to the fight and you think, it might be even that night, this, actually. But um, all throughout this camp, our confidence was so high. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to... I, love that. I shouldn't have a problem. I shouldn't have a problem. It's going to be all right. Just make sure I keep my head until fight week. Because... The last fight, I was bad going into fight week, so it was all just keep your head, keep your head, keep your head. Fucking hell, I would enjoy myself in there, man. I walked to the ring with fucking smile on my face. I was in the ring laughing and joking with my fellow black. Like, Let's fucking switch on. I'm gonna beat this man up tonight. And after after round one and two, well, after the first couple of rounds when I started settling down, man, you're like, this is why I fucking do it. This is why I still over right buzz, right up buzz until that round seven. Well, look, I was about to say, you had a spring in your step from when I saw you in Oklahoma. You were ready to go then kind of thing. You were like, look, this is my opportunity. I'm firing on all cylinders. And that sort of continued as I'd sort of kept coming back here. You, you'd not seem to ever go go down. But look, let's talk about sort of what's going on in between. Um, I think there was a period after the fight where Lee sort of gave you credit and you gave Lee credit. But with everything that's gone on, been doing a lot of back and forth videos, um, 
What do you make of Lee and some of the, the clips he's put out? I think he had a couple of years, both in one, you, think Michael and your dad talking about um, power and this and the other and a few highlights. He's, um, he, he's sort of poking it a little bit, isn't he? I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed because it seems like he's uh, like rubbing salt in wounds. He's, 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 he's glowing a bit. Now, there's no wrong with glowing if you're going to behave like a cunt beforehand then you're alright to be able to come after because that's your makeup. But face to face at press conferences, Lee was nothing but amicable. Even when I tried to stir it to get on his skin, I couldn't do so. When we did a round table thing we sat face to face. There was that respect there though, exactly. wasn't there? So I was I were always if you're gonna play the respectful game then Listen, I have no problem with that. Let's shake hands, have a tear up, and then, you know, shake hands after. And, uh, you know, that's the way it seemed to have been. Um, there was an odd little interview where he said something in an interview, and then I'd been told about that. What's your response, Josh? Then I'd give a bit of a nasty response, and that seemed to, you know, yeah, with, yeah, Chinese whispers and all that, you know, get spiralled out. Um, but, I mean, even after the, even on the night, you know, I've cut him in third. And he, needed, he, needed, um, he had to get stitched up. Um, I had to go get checked medically, make sure I'm all right, you know, perfectly fine. Sat in the medical room, and uh, and Lee walks in, and there's just me, Lee, and there's a couple of medical British boxing board control staff. And you know, I'm ah, you lucky bastard. Shake his hand, you know. I'll come see you after. Didn't get a chance to go see him because I had to do my uh, drugs test and all that. And um, you know, but in that room, I wish him all best. You know, said so we had a fantastic fight, and you know, said so we'd love to get on again. And it was not amicable. You know, it, it like it's as raw as as it can be. But um, you think, do you think his response is because obviously, regardless of how how it ended, do you think he because you put a couple of videos out saying, look, this is what I believe's happened. Yeah. In terms, do you think he's looking at going, you maybe a bit 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 salty about what's happened? Do you think he's going, give me some credit? Do you think that's what he's looking at when you were just trying to explain what's what's happened, kind of thing? Talk me through it. Well, yeah, I think so. I think he, I think he, he, I have actually seen an interview where he said, I just wanted some credit. Mate, the credit's there, but you can't ignore the elephant in the room, which is the, the how it ended. And I'm hearing, I heard it myself, but I've been told of many, many people, close friends and people in the boxing world, that the following few days he was on TalkSport and he's talking about how it was part of his game plan. I mean, come on. I mean, where, where's the respect for me there? You've been getting your, head, your ears fucking boxed off. Your head pinged back and forth from round one to round seven. And then you catch me, stumble me and put me over. Ref stops it. All of a sudden, that was part of game plan. Fuck off, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So, yeah, I got dressed about the situation. And obviously, it annoyed me because I was fucking breezing the fight. And when you see the official scorecards as well, you know, even in the post-fight interview, he didn't really give me no fucking credit. So, you know, it's maybe supposed to be like his good fight was flat, but you know, he didn't talk about how, how, how it was going. I suppose in terms of what it does for you, though, you're all, everyone I speak to in that division seems to be moving up to 130 anyway now. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, um, your dad said, look, think, think 130, obviously we'll hear it from you now. Um, he says he's moving to 130, you've Joe Cardina there, there's a lot of moving parts up in that division. Is that it for you now, 130 and is the first part of call a rematch with Lee Wood regardless of belts or is it a, is it a case of having a look? What's, what is it for you? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, 
I'd have been, I'd have been saying to Woody, and I almost thought I was going to be saying in the scripts, you know, take us to America. You know, Ray Vargas is there because you know previously I was ranked number one with the WBC. Probably won't get that opportunity now. Um, otherwise, I would have been moving up anyway. You know, I've been making featherweight since all my, all my title level. Um, and you know, there has been stages in this camp. Not that I struggled, but there has been stages where I thought, you know what, this might be my last one at Feather. You know, I've, I've, I've laughed and joked about it with uh, some of my gym mates in here, like, fucking hell, I'm after any whatever I want next time. And, you know, not that, like I say, I struggle, not that I struggle, but, you know, I had been saying that if, it, that if after this one, if I can't get all American fight like Ray Vargas, then I will move up. With um, an opportunity there, then it makes sense, but there's a few more things to add. It's just, it's annoying is that I've, it's all been this kind of like the, the referee in the point situation, you know. That seems to annoy you, your dad, and most people more than the actual stoppage because there wasn't really felt like when you did it. Um, I spoke to you about this, like when we saw in Oklahoma, they, they, they made a big thing about it before they said, You throw a punch and you're a, you, you turn your head and it catches you there. That's not their, that's sort of, that's not nobody's fault kind of thing, unintentional. Whereas you grab your rabbit punching, but in, in terms of moving on from any controversy, there's some huge fights for you. Does it have to be Lee for you next? Because if it isn't Lee, who, who, who do you want to, who, who's, who's the possibility? I mean, obviously there's, there's Cardina, there's Cardina as well. But um, I think Lee wants to fight at the city ground and he, he, needs, to, he needs to fill it. He um, needs to sell tickets and needs to fight. Yeah, I guess a title fight can bring people out the woodwork. But normally a big stadium fight needs history. I've done two stadium fights. Lara had history. Selby, we had history. Instantly, there's history with myself. You know, the stoppage was controversial. That'll appeal to a lot of neutrals. You know, those who probably watched the fight at home and thought, you know what, I want to be part of this one and come see what's going on. Both sets of fans, very, you know, vocal. So they'll, their numbers will grow. Um, but I think it'll attract a lot of neutrals as well. But um, it's if he wants it, you know. He says he wants big fights, he wants to make a lot of money, he wants to fight the city ground, but not, the city ground can't happen with 5,000 people there. Well, I asked him and I said, look, who do you want to fight? Because he said, for him, he doesn't care now. He, in his mind, he said, look, I'm fighting the city ground. I don't care who it is. But like you just said, for the city ground, you need, you need the following there. But he's, he's not bothered. So if he goes and fights a Cordina or something like that, and you can't get, like you mentioned there, at 126, where, where are your options? Are you looking at the winner of um, Jordan and Michael? What, what's, what, what, are you, what are you looking at, if not? At this moment in time, just waiting for, waiting for me. That's, that's the... That's the number one. That's the that's the main tag. That's the one that fucking. That's what everyone wants to see. You know, boxing's a business, isn't it? And um, sometimes you have to go. Well, what the fans want to see, the paying customer, and that's a fight. What? Like fucking hell. You know, he's. He should have been allowed to continue. You know what? If Michael Alexander lets me go back, sit on the stool, and I get up the next round, and Lee sparks me out. We're not having this conversation. It's like you know what? Fair enough. But also, what's to say that I sit down on stool, Lee comes fucking out, all guns blazing, thinking he's got me, and then I catch him, and I'm fucking a three-time world champion. So it's, it's unheard, it's unknown. That's why we need to fucking run it back.
Well, hopefully, I think everyone will agree that the fight was, it lived up to all expectation. There was a decent build-up for it. It was an electric atmosphere, as normally is when you get two, two big followings. Obviously, yours over the years has proven it. Lee, over the last couple, has had a fairly decent support. So, um, you got a message to obviously the fans who got behind you, the people who were there. You had a big, you had a big turnout again, like I said, and um, message of hopefully you, when you will be back. Well, let's say we all uh, seems to be out of my hands at this moment in time. Unless maybe I grow perm and get Ferrari, then who knows? It might twist the promoter's arms and maybe more sexy. But um, as always, for those who were there in Sheffield, those who watched on the television, thank you very much. Um, the noise was heard. The noise was heard and. Uh, he fucking sent shivers up my spine in, in, in parts of that fight, especially when I heard my name being chanted and sung and you know, various lead songs and whatever, it were very special. And uh, even, you know, it takes, it takes two to go, so the Nottingham fans as well. I enjoy just calling me a wanker, I enjoy just me calling whatever. Um, you know, there was a few who applauded me after the fight, I say respect to you guys. Those who continue to call me a wanker, you can get fucked. But yeah, listen, we will be back. Um, I think I've, I've shown what I've been saying for the last 12 months that I have, I've still got it and I have, um, I'm capable of finding this, this level, so uh, watch your space. Well, Josh, there's a few more chapters left to be written, which is good to see, good to hear in good spirits. And, you know, on we go. Josh, that's talking about Boxing Social. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you. And I will just say, we'll just finish on. There was a lad who boxed of the week and Ben Davidson said he's not boxed for the 12 months. And he had COVID a few weeks later. We could have all made that excuse. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.